You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Skew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Rico's not here. He's all tied up right now. Yeah, well, that wouldn't stun me either. Uh, suck my. D- <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's going on, man? How's you doing today? I'm all right. Uh, I feel super lethargic. I uh maxwell came over last night and we we cooked my pickle fried chicken you you have to work on your phrasing man you did the same shit on get vocal like you pause at the weirdest fucking times i'm like i'm like christopher walken in reverse i speak really quickly and then i like stumble and pause randomly yeah and at the oddest times we we cooked my pickle Fried chicken or whatever okay, it was. I, there was there was not a pause between pickle and fried. I mean, I said pickle fried chicken because that's what it is. But nah, I don't I don't know where the pause a little bit. All right. Well, look. To be fair, it is pickle fried chicken. You take a chicken, you soak it in pickle juice, sure, pickle brine for up to twenty four hours, and then you soak it in buttermilk for four hours, and then you cover it in seasoned flour, and then you fucking deep fry it. You get fried chicken that tastes like pickle. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it sounds awesome. I'd eat the crap out of that. But Oh, dude, it's so good. So I'd... Maxwell came over and, and helped uh, me cook and prepare all that. Nice. Nice. How's he doing? He had a pretty rough week. Uh, all he would have... Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that sucks for him, but, you know, each each day is a, but, each, each day's a new adventure. But... That's all you can say. So he re... That's what I always... Every day is a fucking adventure. Uh, he... Uh... No, he, he clearly... We we needed each other yesterday. Like he came over and and you know he did, you know while I'm doing one thing, he's doing the other thing, and then I'm we're swapping and sure, and we're I'm going I'm I'm checking on the chicken. He's fucking with the mashed potatoes and blah 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 blah. So I I fucked up making gravy twice, and I just said fuck it, fuck it. I just took a can of cream of mushroom soup and then like add beef broth and 
couple of bit of seasoning. It, like my first attempt, it was just like too clumpy, and then and it was too salty, and you know, it was just fucking a nightmare for gravy. Ah, oh, it happens. That's all right. Right. I'm sure it still tasted fine. Um, Third time's a charm. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, man, I, I had a long week. It was just a lot, a lot of little things going on, but it's just been a long week. So it's good to, good to finally be done with the week. And of course now I'm, I'm sitting here as we're doing this, this episode, staring out the window at the beginning of, of the biggest nor'easter the East coast has seen in like five to 10 years. So yeah, that's fantastic. I'm excited about that. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. They're, they're seriously calling for 5 to 11 inches over the next 48 hours. Wow. Yeah, so um, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but Deb, thank God, and, and to her credit, after getting like no sleep last night, ran out and faced the insanity of the grocery store because grocery stores, when this shit comes, are like, you know, it's it's are are bare or closed? What are they? No, they're 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 bare, and the people that are that are in there, not workers per se. Well, workers too, but more the customers. It's it's like fucking fight for, for survival or Lord of the Flies or whatever. You know, like so it's it's Black Friday with snow. No, it's exactly what it is. Black Friday with snow. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah. So it, it, Why, without 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 the insanely good deals. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so for the sake of argument, we'll call it White Friday. <laughs> yeah, White Friday. There you go. Yeah. So it's it's just insane. And, and so Deb dealt with some rude people. But she got us food. And we should – actually, we have food that will get us through the whole week, not just the snowstorm. So that's pretty awesome. Sure. But it, it's supposed to stop on Tuesday. But let me tell you, they're not great about clearing the snow in my town. So it will probably be closer to Thursday before we kind of get out of here easily. So – I mean, invite to come out is there. I mean, I just don't have room for fucking, you know, Deb. So and the dog, and the dog. So, so yeah. So we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Um, but in any event, so yeah, that's that's what I'm dealing with now. The good news is I work from home, and even if I wasn't technically working from home because of the pandemic, I had the ability to work from home, and I'm sure I could say mm-hmm. to my boss, "Guess where I'm not going." <laughs> right. But but uh, I work from home anyway, so it's I can I can work and I'm not losing any time there or money and you know everything else I do with the podcast and the radio show is all right right here so right <laughs> it works out nicely um yeah so, so we got a that. suggestion well before we get into the suggestion because you're right we did and we're gonna talk about that um we our last episode was the mm. president's men episode that we did and we were talking about fictional presidents and then depictions of real presidents in film and and TV cuz you brought up the west wing quite a bit but for the most part it was film um but there's one president i feel like we missed cuz we we did we did some deep dives and then we did some quick mention like you know like the guy from fifth element which we didn't talk about a lot and then we talked about the guy from that movie i, tra- I suggested to you murdered 1600 which i still mm-hmm. I still want you to see. I think you'll like it a lot. Um, there's one president I know that you, well, we both like the actor. I don't know how you feel about his presidential performance, but Bruce Greenwood in National Treasure Two. See, I I almost brought up Bruce Greenwood, but I, it's been see. I like National Treasure Two. It's funny. Uh, my cousin Jared, uh, he and I were just he read he, he we were we were talking on the phone and he just kept picking my brain. He's like. All right, let me get your take on this, like this Star Wars theory, because we we haven't talked in a while, and it's like, and sure. he, 
he respects my opinion about geeky shit, and I respect his opinion. Clearly, um, he doesn't he know said, you very well. Mm, it's true. Um, <laughs> he uh, he asked me my my opinion on the National Treasure movies, and I said I think they're pretty underrated. I agree. To be perfectly honest. I agree. Um, yeah. And it made me remember Greenwood as whatever the, the fictional fucking president. I don't, do they even give him a fucking name? He's just the president. No, he, he might have a name. I'll, I'll look while you're talking, but I, I don't remember. So, but he, uh, he was also in a, uh, another political film called 13 days. And it's like the 13 days, like leading into the Cuban missile crisis. So it's the Kennedy era. Okay. So he's, he's in that as well. I don't remember if he plays Kennedy or if he's just in it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Anyways, I think the fact that they, he's one of the few non-Americans who can convincingly play an American president. Because oh, is he's he not American? I don't think any. Oh, he's Canadian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And well, it's it's American light, really. Is you know, so. Don't tell them that. Don't tell fucking Maddie Granger that shit. <laughs> he doesn't even um, talk to me anymore anyway. So. Uh, but he, uh, I will say, he is a, it's, it's rare where you get a, uh, a Batman actor to play the president, and that always yeah. tickles me. But it, but I I liked his per- portrayal of the president. And if we ever get the third the third national treasure, which I think is still very much up in the air, I don't think there's a definitive. No, no, no. Way. I think they're they're actually developing it. Oh, is it now? Okay. Last last I looked, which was you know honestly quite a while ago, it was still very like. It was announced, but that was like it, you know, like it was. It was I think in that they, stage. I think they've announced it, and I think they're confirming that the script is being rewritten. Because okay. my argument, and I told this to Jared, I said, I really hope they don't go the fucking alien route. I hope they don't go Indy Four, because where else can I mean with Indiana Jones? Just just to touch on this for a second, with Indiana Jones, he's he's talking. He's like exploring world historical events and also mythology, right? Shit like that. Right. America is 300 years old, so you can't really have so many adventures and artifacts. You can't do the conspiracy theory with the fucking Lincoln assassination because they did that. You can't do. You could do. You could do. There's two things that I right off the top of my head that I think you could do, honestly, if you're doing. And it all goes back with a page 42 or 45 or whatever. But 37, whatever. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, off the top of my head, you do Atlantis. That's one option because it's off the coast. It's it's technically Bermuda, but it's close enough to America that maybe the the other one is the Fountain of Youth because the Fountain of Youth is is said to be in Florida. Yeah, but I feel I mean I agree with that, but I feel like those I think those have been touched too recently that'll get unfair comparisons like Atlantis with Aquaman and the Fountain of Youth was Pirates of the Caribbean four. True, That's but what what else enough. but what else do you you know, to your point of it staying within American history, where else do you go? You know what I mean? Like I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm telling them I don't care what they do as long as they don't do Area 51, which would be like... It's really the only other, like, big... That's what I'm saying, though. I I don't want them to... I need them to fucking reach and, like, really, really... Like, I don't know, go all the way back to the... the, the, uh, I mean, um, they could do something with the Masons, maybe. The Freemasons. I think they should fucking. I think the writers should re 
like should check out Assassin's Creed three and check out the fucking War of Independence and maybe find out like maybe this whole time we're actually like they like he discovers like a a loophole and technically we're right. still owned by the British but the British didn't realize that he's got this knowledge that like oh shit we're technically still British right 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 I mean yeah it all depends um. To, to your point, though, it is he never was giving. According to the credit here on IMDb, it's just the president. It's not president so and so. It's just the sure. president. That's it. So, um, but I would I would like, depending on if they're gonna go real time or not, for it to still be him to like reprise that role if they do the third one. Like I would want, oh, sure, yeah. Um, but he wouldn't be the current president because his terms would have. Well, it depends. We don't know what term he was in in that film, and it depends on when they set the film. If they don't set a current day, it theoretically could be right at the. They could pick it up right at the end of two when they're because the president and Nick Cage walk off discussing the 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 page. You don't hear the discussion, but you know that's what they're discussing or discussing. I can speak, um, but and and Riley goes. So the book is re or something about the book and the president turns back to him and goes what book in black that's where it cuts that's where mm-hmm. book of secrets cuts so if they if they do it right they could pick up right there you know now if they're going real time it's been 13 years so yes it would be new so it just depends on what they're doing with the timeline that way you know what i mean i think i think they're gonna have to keep it current because but i, I think i mean well, I think COVID has been in, integral enough to films now that they actually it makes sense for them to kind of maybe include the co- the COVID pandemic, and that could actually be like a hard thing for him. He's like he's got to fucking solve this mystery, blah blah blah, in the middle of social distancing. Like I, I would I actually guess. kind of find that interesting. Listen, I'm not saying that COVID's not an important thing that's happened in in world history because it's not just American history at this point; it's world history, right? But um, at the same point, like I don't, I don't need, especially my my um, my entertainment to just keep reminding me of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that it, it, for history, yes, make it in the history books, make it something we don't forget. You know, you know. Same thing with with the last administration that we've already kind of discussed last episode. So I don't want to go back into that, but like that's done for me. You know what I mean? Like yep. just move on. Let's you know that, and that's where I'm, I'm at I'm, with this. I'm liking it. I'm liking it to like an ex girlfriend that I was with for fucking ever, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad we're done, but like it's still like fresh. Like I have to like. I'll sometimes keep reminding myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, Biden is president. Like, I'm, st- it's still kind of yeah, such a, an abruptness where I'm just like, oh, my God, Trump's not president. That's weird now. It, that's weird to say that Trump's no longer president. We've been complaining about it for four fucking years. Weird but good. Uh, but I understand what you're yeah. saying. Um, just a quick update, just since you mentioned it. Um, National Treasure 3, currently there's no plot known, at least according to this. Um, right. And this is updated Actually, what's today's date? This is updated ten days ago, so this is pretty okay. recent. No, no, um, no cast appears at this point. The only thing that's listed is National Treasure Three. I'm not even sure that's going to be the official title, but that's what's here right now. And Chris Bremner is the screenplay writer. That's all that's confirmed right now. 
Okay. There's not even cast, so there's not even confirmed that Nick Cage is coming back. Now, it's not to say he's not, but it's not here yet. Which is weird because Nic- Nicholas Cage is in fucking everything. Right. Well, I'm sure. So, I'm listen. I'm if I'm if I'm willing to bet on that, I'm sure he's going to do it. But it's just not confirmed yeah. here. Um, the the only thing that's I think you give it you give it to Ron Howard. You know, have Ron Howard get his usual fucking screenwriter for the Da Vinci Code shit, and they'll fucking punch. That could be interesting. Um, real quick, the only thing that it says here, you'll find this interesting. It's it's under the trivia section. See, actually, the only thing filled in besides the screenwriter is mm-hmm. um, Disney apparently registered the domains for National Treasure 3 DVD and National Treasure 4 DVD. So, like, dot-coms for both of those. Mm-hmm. So, in implying that they want to do at least two more, which is interesting. Which sounds like someone gave them a fucking treatment. Like they gave them like a fucking script treatment, like a story treatment and said, I have an idea for three and I have a potential idea for four if three does well. And they'd be like, ooh, we like that. Give us the money. Um, I'm just did, glad they're not going to fucking make a National Trevor, Treasure TV series. On did you, do you know who Chris Bremner is? No. Do you want? <laughs> I, sure. don't think, I don't think you do, but all right. He wrote The Wedding Ringer. Yeah. Bad Boys for Life, the third uh-huh. Bad Boys, and the upcoming fourth Bad Boys. Which, not for nothing, they really fucked up on the title for Bad Boys. Yeah, because well, you, uh, yeah. Four you make Bad for Boys life. Yeah. for Life for the fourth film. Um, Fuck. So I'm already not impressed with his writing if he can't figure out the fucking obvious pun he actually, for the fucking I, title. So I have to correct myself. He didn't even write The Wedding Ringer. Ringer. He was an associate producer on that film. Wait, so he's only done these two, these three fucking things? He's only, the only thing that's, the only thing that's actually come out that he's written is Bad Boys for Life. The Man from Toronto is in post-production. The Pink Panther is announced. Sick Day is announced. National Treasure 3 is announced. And Bad Boys 4 is announced, but none of them have been... I mean... Look, he might be the look, next best thing. We just don't know, but that's a little... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'm all for any fucking person who can write a fucking screenplay. He's six foot six, so thing. I think that's that's something to go on. I don't know. I, six foot six? <laughs> apparently that was important to put on his IMDb. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so he's managing his own IMDb. Uh, probably, get, yeah. Uh, probably. Anyways, let's... Uh, yeah, we're going to move on, but I just, I just, yeah. Let's move on from Red Harrison from National Treasure 2. Red fucking... Harrison. <laughs> Poor Steph. Um, so as you mentioned at the top, we did get a suggestion um, from Kateri, actually, our, our great friend and fan and follower from Get Vocal and pretty much everywhere else at this point. But yep. um, we she found us on Get Vocal initially. Um Wanted us to do a deep dive. We, we're always talking heroes, and she's like, "Why don't you guys talk villains?" So I'm sure we've talked to the, some of these villains, like in in the hero uh, conversations. But I think she's asking us to kind of flip the script a little bit and focus it more on them than not. And and, so. and that's why the Joker fucking like you know gagged me and took over the opening dialogue. Yes. So I I would. I would present to you right off the top of this a hot take, and then let's just kind of go from there. Because I am willing to say, well, first off, before I say what I was going to say, this is not the hot take. It's pretty obvious to me that DC, and we've said this before, but DC and Marvel 
constantly copy and rip each other off throughout the errors. And I think it happens with the villains as much as it does with the heroes. Now we go to my my hot take, and I will say that Dark Side and Xana Xana Jesus Thanos. I've been doing my yeah, Thanos. I know, I've been, yeah uh Zany Thanos <laughs> I'm doing my show too much. Um Dark Side and Thanos would be the two like godfather uh supervillains for each world. For each uh, universe, um, I yes, I would also. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that first off. But I I think you can also make the argument that like I think Galactus. I can see Galactus. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think could... Darkseid and Thanos definitely look more similar, and are similar in in that respect that they both like come from worlds and they conquered shit and well big and they both have giant fucking chins and blah 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 so would would galactus be more than even dark side just crossing the streams for a minute there like if you were would you put galactus i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong i'm asking because then maybe we need to come up with the dc equivalent parallax for dc parallax I've always would kind be of an idea parallax yeah. and galactus as one and the same similar I could see that. I I could see that. Um, I mean, Galactus to... is, has you know a better wardrobe than Parallax. Parallax <laughs> is just a giant fucking yeah. demon cloud thing, if I remember correctly. Well, so is Galactus. Galactus, well, no, Galactus is a giant dude. Well, in 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 the Fantastic Four version, he's a cloud. You don't ever see him in dude form in that Fantastic right. Four sequel. He's... I think I I suspect he'll be the next big bad. For like, I that's who I think. Oh, the MCU. Oh yeah, yeah. If they're gonna fucking throw in the Fantastic Four, which has been confirmed, they're doing. Yes. They're then you, you can't not have Galactus. And since we've already gone out in the cosmos, so to speak, in 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 uh, the MCU, we also have Dormammu. I, Dormammu wasn't defeated in Doctor Strange. He just stopped attacking but he wasn't necessarily but, like defeated yeah but i mean you're you're right Dorm, but dormama is 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 in a separate um different uh, verse like a multiverse different dimension okay whereas there's yeah. space um space but you're right <laughs> space. um but for the sake of argument yes we can we can say dark side and thanos are like i mean you put it the godfathers of their respected I didn't or, have a better know, way to put it. If you've got a different phrase, I'm down. I don't know. Yeah. Just, call the, just call them the big bads. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I mean, do I find the comics version of Darkseid particularly interesting? Not really. I'm all for checking out what uh, Snyder's going to do for the Justice League because oh, he's, uh, bringing, he's bringing Darkseid in his version. Every time I've seen Darkseid, because um, he's in a lot of the animated films too, right? Like so every time I've seen Darkseid, he's not a very to me he's not a very compelling character. That's the one thing Thanos has going for him. He's a, he, he's still a villain, but but he's very interesting. He's very compelling. And more, like I mean, I don't want to get back into this right now. When I think we might have to a little bit just since we're doing this topic. But like when. When we watched Infinity War and it came and talked about it, we both agreed. You almost found yourself kind of feeling for Thanos by the end of the film, despite 
you know, him blipping everybody, you know. I still don't like that fucking term, but that's, I know that's they're still using me. it. They're still using it though, you know. So yeah. Well, for a villain, the the best villains are the most interesting villains that you can fucking identify with, or that you can admit. I see their point, like Killmonger. Yeah. And specifically, we're talking the MCU shit. I mean, we're talking like the movie stuff. We're talking. I mean, if if we happen to know something about the comics, then we could be like, all right, yeah, because. I will say that the penguin in films and TV is more or less far more interesting than the comics version of the penguin In the penguin. He's just a short fat fuck, you know, who happens to have like, he's an arms dealer. It's what he's he is. an arms dealer and, yeah. and he's a club owner. And you know, it's like, okay, but to see the rise of him in Gotham was pretty fascinating, even though he ended up looking very comics accurate, but, fucking ridiculous in what um gotham the tv series yeah he doesn't get that fat though that's what i'm i mean he they at they put him in a fat suit well you said that's he looks I'm but i'm saying he doesn't get very fat then you said His he looks costume was comics accurate oh His, okay the, okay the top yeah. hat the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, monocle, yeah. The, all yeah. that shit yeah um i think if a villain makes us question our own morality and be like okay i see it i get it Thanos, Killmonger, um, uh, uh, um, Orn, uh, fucking Ocean Master yep. in fucking Aquaman. Like e- even Black Manta did. They did well. I thought. I think here. Here's my here's my hot take. If I were to give you the description of of a villain, like okay, someone who's out for revenge, his his family was murdered in front of him, and he decided to fucking you know, t- you know, take matters in his own hands. I would be describing Batman, but I'd also be describing yep. the average fucking supervillain. I it's funny because I thought the same thing. I was like, you're describing yeah. Batman, but yeah. I mean, what happens to the Joker? And I'm not talking about the Vata Chemicals thing. I'm talking about like the Killing Joke origin, where he fucking he has a wife who's pregnant. He's a struggling fucking comedian. He fucking the mob like pulls him in and his and his wife fucking dies and he 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 falls in the vat of chemicals by accident. He was an accident and then he went insane. His backstory is very similar to to Batman in the sense that he was just a normal dude and bad shit happened to him. Yep. Well that's why they're that's why that's why I think he's the perfect foil for Batman because it's it's really opposite to the same coin, right? I mean, the, the difference is is that Batman struggles with he he holds back like he could easily kill the fucking Joker. He could easily kill a lot of these <laughs> these motherfuckers. Although I'm also the opinion that like him breaking the fucking numerous limbs of a low level thug and then just like calling the cops like you can get they. Can, there's no doubt in my mind that like there's been a number of low level Batman villains that have been fucking killed by Batman accidentally, like through internal bleeding and concussion. Oh, well, I mean, and... right. If you want to bring it to a real world aspect, yes. But what what I'm saying is he's and and you know this as well as I do. He's clearly not stabbing motherfuckers. He's clearly not. I mean, yes, he the, the I guess the battering into the shoulder to a degree could be a stab, but he's he's not going. To, He's not aiming to kill. Let's put it that way. Okay, he's not, I'm not going to kill you. 
well, I don't have to save you either. It's like, yeah, but you still <laughs> yeah. broke my leg and left me in the desert. You know I'm going to die. Right, right. No, no that's... But I'm, I, didn't, I didn't kill you. Like, you're just going to stay there and someone will help you. <laughs> like, but that's from something. I forget what that's from. I, it's, I'm paraphrasing from a fucking... Is uh, that the Lego Batman movie? No, no, no. Oh. That's, uh, it's, um, Batman. It's, it's, it's oh. like a... It sounds like uh, something that would be in the Lego Batman or the, um, the Lego, the first Lego movie. Yeah, but I, I don't think they'll fucking have the balls to be like, I broke your leg. Now you're gonna die. I, I think they might. Anyway, that's, that's not the point. Um. No, because if they just, if they're, like, they just reconnect themselves. Well, like, true. They literally, they literally pull their own fucking heads off. Yeah, true, 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 true. Anyways, um, um, yeah, the Joker is definitely he is he's he is chaos, and and all these Batman villains and 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 arguably every supervillain to a degree is insane, but they don't know that they're insane. They right. think they're intelligent. They think they've got their shit together, but the Joker knows he's insane, and he loves that he's insane. That's what makes him able so to, compelling. That's what makes him so compelling. That's what makes him have multiple origin stories because even he doesn't really know what happened to him. Even he forgets. I would, I would even argue though, that that knowledge of insanity is also what, what caused Harley to be rose up so quickly in the, in the, uh, anthems of, of Batman. You know what I mean? Like, you know, her origin, it's a little more clear, but, and, and, and I mean, it doesn't hurt being tied to the Joker, but in her own right, she's, pretty nuts and and well aware of it so and they follow that the fact that yes she kind of comes off like like a like a, a like a foppish clown girlfriend character to the to the joker she's always kind of like his foil not fo- not his foil his uh his lackey yeah you know she you know, she's always kind of goofy and it's the accent it's the it's the high pitched giggle she kind of comes off like a dumb blonde in in clown makeup but then you remember she's a fucking shrink like yep. she's a cheat i can't imagine like having the credentials like I mean, i'm sure arkham hired her like yes please we need all the fucking help we can get what your previous reference was mcdonald's get the fuck in here we got we got killer clock we need you to fucking like interview but no matter what she is did you just say killer like, cock that's what it sounded no, like I, I, I no, i said killer croc but it, it fucked up okay um but I mean, look, it would not surprise me if she would make that joke. Like, okay, kill a cock. Like, it depends. Oh, on this new Harley show on HBO. Yeah, definitely. Yes. You know, so. And I'm, I'm glad they focus on that. Like, Ivy is always pushing her to say, you know, Harley, you are not an idiot. So stop doing stupid things. You right. have the credentials to be intelligent. So why are you not being intelligent? I, you know, and, it's fun. It, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean and to... that's where the insanity comes in. Yeah. Because she she's just liberated and free to do shit. She her her whole thing is should I you know, intelligence and, and a degree kind of come with morality, but when you're insane, you try to drop the morality. Well, and and it's interesting because they I I know you've seen it, but I forget how many times. I think it's just the once. But I feel like in Birds of Prey, they push that a bit. You know, I mean, same thing. They're, they're pushing that she's not just, like, sidekick. Like, that she can, you know what I mean? And she's getting pushed by other people is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Like, 
I think they pushed her enough in Birds of Prey to try and get her um, more Joker-esque. Whereas I feel like in Suicide Squad, while Margot Robbie portrayed her very well, I felt that she was just slutty eye candy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, no. She, she's much more Harley in Birds of Prey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I... um. It actually, now that I remember, we we're supposed to have Savile on to talk about Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. We got to reach out to him, um, see what he's up to. Uh, but that that aside, I mean, you know, you have Harley, and then staying with just for now because we got a bunch of others we can get to. But staying with Batman for a minute, I mean, I mean, the thing I would say about his Rogues Gallery is that I think I'm I'm going to get deep for a minute, but I all of them I think to some degree are with maybe one or two exceptions because Ivy comes to me as one of the exceptions um, are reflections of him and his struggles and what he's dealing with. Like two face. Come on. That's just a given. You know what I mean? Um, The Joker you already kind of touched on Um, penguin to a lesser extent, but no, but see penguin, it shows the same thing because penguin come depending on your origin but penguin came from an old old rich money. family yeah 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 old money and you know he didn't have the the looks and the charm of bruce wayne and he was always under bruce wayne's shadow i mean he was the fat kid you there's know, I, did you you didn't play the telltale games did you no. in in the second chapter of the batman telltale game the penguin um, in this version, Oswald Cobble, he's still Oswald Cobblebot, but him and Bruce grew up as best friends in boarding school together. And they just, and they just went different directions. You know, Oswald yeah. went all like, but he's not, but he's, but he's as good looking and put together huh. as Bruce. He just went this direction and Bruce went this, you know what I mean? And and they go that way with it, so it's a and that's an interesting take on it too. The Joker's very well differently done as well. I think you would. I I wish you could play it because I think you would like it. But well, I can. I just I just didn't want to. I just haven't paid for it. But um, it's worth it. The guy, the guy who plays the Joker is Anthony and Gruber, who I was like, that's the motherfucker who should have played young Han Solo. Okay. He's the guy who was doing YouTube videos where he looks and sounds just like Harrison Ford. Gotcha. To the point where they cast him as a young Harrison Ford in uh, Age of Adeline, where you get you know current older Harrison Ford, and they do a flashback. And this dude just fucking you, you can't help but be like, did they fucking like face <laughs> him with like right? And he got the voice. He's like, oh yeah. I mean, it sounds more like Harrison Ford than Harrison Ford sounds like Harrison Ford. Right. But the, the, but the point is that, like, the, the you know, even, even this isn't a villain, of course, but, like, even in in Batman's world, there's two sides to his parental figure. When he's Bruce, you've got um, Alfred. Uh, Alfred, and then when he's Batman, you got Commissioner Gordon. Now, in, in yeah, I mean, the... I wouldn't call Commissioner Gordon a father figure. I think it I depends would, on... I what version of of the stories you're saying cuz there's some where they're closer in than Bat- others. Batman begins for sure. Well not just that but even in like um some of the anime like the animated series I would say, you know. I I would say 
I, w- I would go even further and say that Alfred is the father figure as both Bruce and Batman, because he's one of the very few people who knows that about him. Oh, Whereas yeah. I'm not... Most iterations, Commissioner Gordon doesn't know that Bruce is Batman. No, but that's that. And that's kind of my point. So Alfred handles uh, the Bruce side of him and and Al, Al, and um, Commissioner Gordon takes care of the Batman side. of him. You're not wrong about Alfred probably being like if you're really drawing out a hierarchy. Yes, Alfred. Right. But I, I'm saying just to that both sides of the coin <laughs> argument that I've been saying for the villains, I feel like it even applies there, even though they're not villains, you know. Um, I think they're I think Batman definitely has one of the best rogues galleries, period. Um, him I and Spider-Man, the top yeah, apart two. Apart from Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. is the only, as far as I'm concerned, Spider-Man is the only Marvel character that has as compelling of a rose gallery. Yes, but like, like, uh, fucking Mr. Freeze, you know, before the animated series, Mr. Freeze was just a dude who, like, turned shit cold to rob a bank. Captain okay? Cold, kind of, yeah. Captain Cold, but bald-headed and 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 even like they they introduced him in like batman 66 and his original name was like like mr zero like it wasn't Mm. mr freeze okay and then bruce tim and paul dini like wrote a fucking compelling oh that episode heart of ice is such a good episode it's fucking so good and it's and that's one of those villains that you're like i get it yeah and he's not he even says, like, at one point, he, he's got Batman in his clutches. Like, he throws Batman, you know, upside down. He pulled a fucking Luke Skywalker, yeah. you know, situation. Yeah. And he and he said, like, I'm going to do this. Get out of my way. Like, if you continue to get in my way, I will kill you. But I don't want anything to do with you. I just need to do this. I'm not looking to do a deep dive on it, but I will say that I felt like as much of a shit show as Batman and Robin is, and it is. I'm not going to argue that it's not. The sequence when, when f- at the end, when Freeze is basically under the sunbeam and the suit's destroyed and he gives him the, t- the vials to, to cure Alfred of the whatever disease he has, it, uh-huh. that, those moments when he's talking to Batman are the closest that they got in that film to him being the freeze that we like. I think that felt like freeze to me. And if they had done that the whole way through, it would have been way better. But, you know, I think if they had recast, like, I still think they can do that. I think Oh yeah. No, I'm saying in that film, though, if they had done that in that film, it would have been better. That's all. Yeah. It never should have been Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is all I'm saying. No, I know it shouldn't, but it, but if he'd played it like that moment, it would have played better. That's all. I honestly, uh, current day actors, I say you go like, I mean, because I say, I think with Freeze, you have to go a little older. That's just my opinion. Um, I, I would mm. try, I would try to go Patrick Stewart, honestly. That's, I think that's what I, that's literally what I just said. I said, uh, I don't know. I didn't hear you. Said, no, I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I said Patrick Stewart. Um, but you also have to have it believable that, you know, I mean, not for nothing. Patrick Stewart looks very good for his age. He hasn't aged a lot. No. He's also very old. So you have to like you know just for stunts and whatnot you have to consider. I yeah, but would Freeze also, isn't much um, of a a stunts kind of guy. It's very different than like if you have like you know he's just kind of walking robotic, a little robotic, not completely, but a little robotic around. And if you're going on the animated series version, like it's not right. to say he's he's completely like stiff, but he's certainly not 
acrobatic. He's not Harley by, you know, he's not. He's big and clunky, but he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger big and clunky. Correct. Right. Right. The other way, I mean, the other way you can go, and I hate to do this again to him, but you could do McAvoy, shave his head. I on it. I mean, that's not a bad poll. Um, I would go. I would actually go Tom Hiddleston. I think Tom Hiddleston. In a in a perfect world, honestly, I would go Cumberbatch. That's really who yeah. I I see. I could I, fucking you could do could nail it. He's not the short fat thing that you would want, but I I would put Hiddleston as Penguin. If you were gonna cast him in a Batman role, Batman villain, I'd see him as a great fucking penguin. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's just. Uh. Okay. But uh. Uh. So yeah. So that. I mean, we've kind of basically done Batman's. You know. Yeah. Let's. Let's. You want to talk about Spider Man? Yeah. Let's jump over Marvel. Let's do it. So, who would you say is Spider Man's Joker? That's a good question. Um. I'm kind of torn between three, honestly. Is one of them Venom? Because I was going to say, take away Venom. No, Venom Venom was definitely one of them. And actually, it's the one I was leaning towards. Well, because I would say Venom is now, more than ever, an anti-hero. So I would exclude that. No, but he still started off as a rogues member of Batman. He did. He, so, he did. So I'll, I, I'll give you that. I, I have to... I think I still have to go there, but the other two I was thinking would either be Green Goblin or Doc. Doc Ock. That's... that's Those would be my vote. Um, but I... I, I, I still I'm, think Green Goblin. I'm I'm going... I'm going... I'm going Venom. I, I think okay. I'm I'm saying Venom. Yeah. I... In terms of supervillains, and, and because of my argument that Venom especially now, is more of an anti-hero. You could even stretch it to anti-villain because he still does shit. But, like, more than ever, he's been fucking working with Spider-Man and taking down fucking things than, than destructive. True, but if we're going back to origins and, and, you know, original, like I said, Rogue's guy, I mean, I'm, you're not wrong. And, and, and in that regard, if you really want to make a side-by-side Batman-Spider-Man comparison, right, if we're going to do that, for this part of the discussion, then Venom probably comes closer to Catwoman, except he doesn't want to fuck Spider-Man. Well, <laughs> we don't know that. Well, we, we, we think. We'll put it that way. But you get what I'm saying, because it goes back to what you're saying. There's times where they don't work together, and there's times where they do. And and right. Catwoman and Batwoman do that, or, or Batwoman, Batman do that, well, you know. Well, that's why I think Carnage is more of a villain for Spider-Man than Venom. Because well, Carnage I, is just straight up Carnage. And I, like, I would ar- I would argue that's why that character was created because they saw where they were taking Venom and they yeah. they needed that they still needed that same power right. set in someone a little more nuts. And so Well let me let me stretch it even further because Batman and Joker are complete opposites. Whereas Venom and Spider Man are very similar. They're opposites, but they're extremely similar sure, in the sense sure. they both have their similar powers, their their design, their you know, one is red and blue and colorful, the other one is black and white. I mean they're yeah, they're the yeah. yin yang. So but Joker I mean the opposite of a bat is not a clown. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. So um, what would be his opposite? And that's why I'm leaning towards Green Goblin or Hobgoblin. Or even Doc Ock, because 
you know, Spider Man is, is if we're excluding for those man. if we're excluding for those reasons, and I and I'm with you there. I I go I go Green Goblin over Hobgoblin because he's the OG, right? You know, so I mean, and it goes with Spider Man is is an is an everyman. You know, he's a kid. He was a kid from Queens. He yep. was a nerd. Yeah. And then Norman Osborn was a, is a head of a fucking company. Yep. And was ruthless. I mean, he would also essentially be uh, Spider Man's Lex Luthor. Is wow. Yes. Yeah. That it. that's where he's a little bit closer, honestly, in that regard. But um, well, you could also I... argue Doc Ock could be a Lex Luthor as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, depending that's on that's the thing about that's the thing about Lex Luthor though is that he monologues and sh- and he shows off his fucking he rubs it in more than any villain when it comes to intelligence. Yeah. Like so many times he's had Superman in his clutches, weakened by kryptonite, and then he just wants to tell him how he did it. Like he's the ultimate Bond villain of being like, let me tell you why and how and why I'm so much smarter than you. He needs to do it. He yeah. almost needs to do it. And honestly, going back to the conversation we had at the beginning, I I don't know why, but I think I, honestly, I think it's whatever you said took me back to Henry's script. But I think I found the the Galactus counterpart for and it and and I don't think it's Parallax. Okay. I think it's Brainiac. Ooh. Okay. All right, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think it's Brainiac. Um, I, for- I completely forgot about Brainiac. So did I, and then you were talking about Luther, and that made me think of, like... Batman uh, Alone, yeah. Batman Alone, and, and that made me think of Brainiac. Um, and that's... I feel like that sounds like a dig at Henry, but it wasn't at all. It just, it no, just, no, no, no. It's just I'm a pathway you. that I got there. Um, anyway... Uh, I don't even know if Henry still listens to the show. Actually, I, I have no idea. So, um, in any event, uh, but yeah, so I, I agree. Uh, Luther's Luther is very unique in in that way. Um, he he, it's so funny because he is the closest to Batman in supervillain world that there is because he's got no powers. There's zero power there. You know what I mean? He's he's Tony Stark if he went fucking evil. Is how I liken it. Yeah, because he does end up wearing a mech suit later on. So yeah, I mean a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I I could see that. I that that evil genius thing has its um appeal when you're like like he's he's evil and whatnot. And and I'm going more again with the the animated versions that I've seen um, in in the movies and to a lesser extent, the animated series there was, but Luther's a really compelling character. Like he, he, it's like we were saying with Thanos, like you, you're not, you, you kind of, you don't ever find yourself like rooting for him, but you're definitely interested in what he's going to do next. Like it's not. Yeah. The thing about Luther is that, a lot of what he does in his own mind, he thinks he's doing good for the world and well, for they, the country. They all do, I think, in a lot of ways. Not no, the Joker just likes to fuck shit up. It just likes you know chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like what Heath Ledger said. He's just an agent of chaos. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he do I look like a guy with a plan? I don't. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But like yeah. Luther, Luther's always got Luther, a plan. Yeah, yeah. When Luther is like, I mean, he's got, he's got, he doesn't, he's not going to say. That he's not the bad guy. He knows deep down he's the fucking bad guy. 
but it's he also is determined to prove that his way is the right way for the good of humanity at the expense of the good of humanity. And I, I got to say, I think that's I, it's those portrayals of Luther, you know, um, that makes me with all respect to the actor, because I think the actor is amazing. But that's one of the reasons why I don't like Gene Hackman's interpretation of the character in the Christopher Reeves Superman films. I I I like that more. I I was gonna say silent, but silence not the word. Like like I don't know if you've gone on my suggestion yet and watched, but John John Cryer's depiction. I've seen, I've seen some of it. Yeah, is it's it's really really good. It's just maniacal enough to to be like okay, that this guy's dangerous, but just together enough that you're like. This motherfucker smooth too. You know what I mean? Like, whereas the Joker, to your point, is just maniacal. It's just, it's just chaos. The Joker doesn't care. Nope. About anything around him, which is like I, I have got to give like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini credit and the balls for giving him a fucking girlfriend because the Joker doesn't seem like a guy who would be like into. Like having a girlfriend. Well, yeah, and 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 if you remember, Mark, when we were talking, when we did Batman Alone, we were talking like pre, not well, not only pre, but but just in between takes. Like, Joker doesn't give a fuck about Harley. She's just another tool for him to use. You know, it depends. It depends on the iteration. It depends on the version. But a lot of the iterations, according to Mark, and I and I trusted. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying like right. Mark. Mark knows shit. So if, yeah, Mark if, knows his shit. If he, Mark if he's, knows his shit about the Muppets, for fuck's sake. Like I that, know. It's great. I'm calling him the Muppet Master from now on. By the way, did you see the thing I put on Twitter about the one that we missed yeah. about yeah. Jared Leto? I thought that would have been great. And it actually fits to the conversation that Dr. Teeth, you replaced Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad with Dr. Teeth. I'll tell you this. This is just a sidebar. Yeah. I watched that new HBO movie. Uh, the little things with Denzel and Rami Malek. I want to see that. It was a good. I'm I'm conflicted about it because it's. I mean, it's it's a nice throwback to an old school type of like. It's the hard boiled detective. It's the older detective and then the younger new detective. Like you know, it's like a seven esque thing with seven esque yeah. and and then and and everybody who's in it knocks it out of the park, but. It's it's kind of like I don't know where the fuck it's going, and then I don't understand. I don't get the point of the film overall. Right, right. I'm trying. I'm trying not to spoil it. But Jared Leto is at his creepiest, and I'm watching, and I'm like, if he fucking just did this as the Joker, no one would bitch. Yeah, I He's you know look more compelling and creepy in this fucking film as he was in clown makeup. I, I think I think we I think we have said this on the show before and and I, I say this in reference to Mark with a little bit of tongue in cheek in case he actually listens, but like despite Mark's thoughts on Jared Leto, which He's made pretty clear a few times. I actually don't think he's a terrible actor. I don't always like his portrayals, but as a whole, I don't think he's a terrible actor. You know what I mean? I th- so I think I think Jared Leto is a phenomenal actor. I think he, I think uh, Dallas Buyers Club, he he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I didn't see that, so I can't. She, yeah, you know he fucking nailed it. I mean, you. There were times where I forgot I'm not watching a fucking man pretending to be a woman. Like right. I just kind of I just. Jared Leto disappeared. And well, I've heard he's very of... method. He's very Daniel Day Lewis in that regard. He's very method. Oh, yeah. So yeah. 
Um, and, I, and, and, and I've got to give him, I've got to give, I mean, you and I argue about this all the time. And I almost feel like you do this just so you can. I don't even know what you're going to. I don't even know what you're going to say. I, I'm still laughing. I I think you do this just to give me the one motherfucker to say this. You really should see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Nope. See, see that's what I'm saying. Nope. I think you're so ingrained in saying no that you don't. I think you do actually want to watch it, but you don't want to admit that you. No, watch I, it. I I truly don't want to see it. But I don't understand that. Like, because if it was an I, animated I, movie, you would fucking be watching it already. No, no. If they were doing the animated, if it was the same exact concept that the animated, I would have skipped that too. Yeah. But I don't understand that. I don't like, I don't like definitively saying the Joker has an origin story. It's not definitively. I mean, then you can't, and you cannot acknowledge uh, the Joker origin story, the fucking... Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the Red Hood story either. You're much more fan than I am, you know. Okay, so therefore you didn't like uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. No, you know I didn't. I've told you this. I'm just, but so with that, if I if you had never seen Tim Burton's Batman, and I told you, oh well, Jack Nicholson plays the Joker, but you see him become the Joker, you'd be like, I don't want to watch it then. I think so. Yeah, I really do. Really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, 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 my favorite portrayal, and people think I say this because the guy died. No, is, is Heath Ledger without question because it's very mysterious. You don't know where he's coming from. He's maniacal enough that you get the Joker feels right, but he's sane enough that he can execute the things that he can like he sit there and says to to you know uh harvey you know do i look like you know you made the joke a little while ago do i look like a guy with a plan yeah he's a guy with a plan he doesn't look like a guy with a plan motherfucker's got a plan and that's what i like about that he he, but he's still maniacal you get both i you know i i mean i do implore you to because I'm, I had the same point of view as you when it came to them announcing a Joker origin movie. I was against it. I didn't see any point, and I said, of all the fucking characters, why do this? It doesn't make sense. No. But then now I'm of the opinion that the Joker himself said he's got multiple choice for backstories. This is just another one. This is just another flashpoint. This is just a multiple dimension an alternate reality of the joker it's not the definitive explore explanation of the but joker. in dc dc's eyes it is i thought no no because it's just a one-off as far as they have said numerous times there's not going to be a batman going up against joaquin phoenix's joker it first off the timeline doesn't make any fucking right because joe batman's like 12 or some shit right i He's mean 12 and 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 joaquin is like easily 40 so it that doesn't make sense. Now, on retrospect, the show Gotham, they gave two fucking jokers multiple fucking stories. You know, there was fucking uh Jeremiah who was the twin and there was the other fucking earlier one, uh Jonah or something, I don't know. Yeah, no, it was the other way around. Jeremiah was first and then it was um No, Jeremiah was afterwards. Jeremiah was second. I have to look it up, but um, Jerome, 
It was Jerome and Jeremiah. That's what yeah. It was. No, you're right. Jerome was first. Yep. Jerome was first. And Jerome. Jerome was basically the new fifty-two because he ends up getting his face sewn. He ends up wearing his own yeah. face. Yeah. And then they they fucking took advantage. And so they, we had multiple versions of multiple Jokers in just two actors. But you didn't of, get origins. It was very di- yeah. They were both maniacal Joker like characters, but they 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 weren't like this is how we got here. Especially it, Jerome. You don't really ever understand how he gets to be that nuts. Like you, you don't get it. Jerome was just. Jerome just was fucking insane and, and was an abused kid living in a fucking circus and he hated his mom and he didn't have a dad. And then his fucking, his, he was just a bad kid yeah. and then getting, you know, murdered or, you know, he got, yeah, he got murdered and then, you know, they fucking cut off his face and then he stitched it back or he stapled it back on and blah, blah, blah. And he was just, it, he is the, Heath Ledger Joker, so to speak. And then Jeremiah is the Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, so. you know, you know, I, I actually like Joker's portrayal in the killing joke. I know you've got a fundamental problem with the, the, the way they did the animated. And I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. I, think, I, I don't. I didn't like the movie, but I thought Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy were great. In it. No, no, but I'm saying no. But I'm talking about the way. Uh, yes, of course they were, because it's Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. But I'm, right. I'm saying, not that per se. I'm talking about the way they drew him, because every every animation I've seen him in, he's drawn just slightly differently. You know what I mean? With a few exceptions, like. When he's when he makes a reappearance in Batman Beyond, he's almost identical to how he is in the animated series, except he's you know got the crew cut as opposed to the full head of hair. But other than that, he's identical, you know, because it's the same artist crew. You know what I mean? So that's fine. I, but but all these other iterations, he looks just slightly different, and I liked the way they drew him in that in that in the Killing Joke. I really did. I yeah. I would say my my favorite. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW. Great animated uh, look of Joker, believe it or not, is the flashback sequence in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, where it shows him get, you know, when he dies. I'd have to watch it again. I I, I remember the film, but I don't remember that specific sequence, you know, so I'd have to see it again. They they took the the Joker from the animated series and made him, they expanded upon it. Because the later joker in like the batman and robin the adventures of batman and robin the sort of sequel yeah. spin-off show they did he doesn't look as good his, he's got black eyes and he's in his teeth oh, are I, just, I think i've seen it they're like yellow it, or something yeah it's just not as good and yeah then, and then there's the fucking like the reno romano fucking version the batman where he's a fucking like monkey dude and almost, he's like, yeah he's almost like a gorilla of some sort yeah he's we, got like dreads and shit we actually i don't know how we got here because we were talking spider-man and his rogues yeah, villain uh, so let's let's kind of go back there but yeah um 
getting back to him, I, here's the thing. The biggest difference between those two rogues galleries, because we were comparing Batman to Spider-Man, right, was, is while Spider-Man's rogues gallery is compelling, I think there are more individuals in his that are less compelling to me than the, in some of the individuals in Batman's. Batman. As, as a whole, they're both equally compelling. But when you break it down to parts, you know, they're, almost all of Batman's rogue va- rogues gallery, to some degree, I want to know what's next. Like, I want to know what they're going to do next, how they're going to, you know, fuck with Batman, how's that going to go, right? Whereas right. with Spider-Man, I can tell you right now, I give two fucks about Electro. I give two okay. fucks about Rhino. Um, yeah, I, I give two fucks about Craven. Honestly, I know a lot of people like him, but I I'm not a fan. Um, Craven, I would see. I could just 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 the fact if you like took the concept of like the Predator and made him a human, and he's hunting a superhero. Like if you took out Craven and made him like Punisher, I think you'd be more interested in that. But I, I get, yeah, and for a while they were enemies, or Spider Man and Punisher. They've they've since you know became allies, but there was a yeah. time, yeah. Um, but still, and then even even Negative Man, I I don't I, know shit about Negative Man, so yeah, it he's, he's the little, villain of the game, right? Yeah, but he's also from the rogue. It's he's not just for the game. He's he's yeah. Um, but at the same time, on the flip side, he has Kingpin. Who's also Daredevils, but he's also Spider-Man's, you know. He also has, you know, Doc Ock, you know, the two goblins, as we already talked about. Venom. Mysterio, which I think is an underrated villain, honestly. Um, so you've got those that kind of offset the lesser in my eyes. But, yeah. but in Batman's rogues gallery... That's why I would ultimately give Batman the if we're if we're putting them side by side and scoring it and saying which one is better, I, absolutely, I would have to say Batman's is better. But that's and I and I'm and look, I know Mark's a Batman fan, but I bet if he were here right now, he would be giving arguments as to why they're equal, not necessarily better, but why they were more equal than we're giving them credit for. I I agree. I mean, like if if we. Even if Mark didn't agree that Spider-Man, you know, is a higher than than Batman, he could make the argument. You mean the other way around? Oh well, yeah. Well, Mark, with all respect to Mark, he can give you the argument to prove you wrong no, on just I'm about anything. He, I'm saying even if he agreed with us that Batman had a better rogues gallery, he could make a better a better compelling argument about Spider-Man's rogues gallery just to freely prove us wrong. I mean, there are. There are Spider-Man villains that I do still find interesting, and uh, and I have to give credit to Stan Lee, and and you know because Stan Lee oversaw a lot of of the development of sure. all these characters. I mean, Vulture is that, yeah. not that. Hold on, but bear with me. The Vulture in the comics is not the same as the Michael Keaton one. And because, actually, I like the Keaton one better personally. But... Oh, infinitely more because yeah. he made it interesting. Whereas in the comics. He's just a fucking old dude who happened to be wearing a vulture fucking like old outfit. rich dude. He's like old he's like, rich dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I he's just he's just Lex Luthor in fucking spandex. Well, with all res- with all respect to um 
Stan, of course. But it, honestly, the credit for the Keaton one, I think, goes to Feige. You know, oh, for sure. You know, um, I I actually like the fact that you know he he comes from like okay, I'm just a, a everyday Joe trying to do a job, run my company, and Tony and the government come in and throw the middle finger up at him, and now he's all right. Well, I got to do what I got to do to, you know. I do. Also, I also have to say that in that same regard, I like that they race. They race spent the shocker. I know it started with the other guy, but they they. I think they set that up on purpose to do the 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 race spend on that, and I'm fine with it yeah. personally. I've got I've got no problem with it. Um, I think I think the best Marvel villain is ultimately. Uh, let me put it this way: I think the best MCU villain is ultimately fucking Iron Man, because the majority of the villains are <laughs> yeah. a fucking reaction. To Iron to Man, Tony Stark yeah. being a dick. He even said we we've said it, and I think he ultimately ends up saying he ends up. When does he rattle it off? I think it's in. Is it Endgame or in, it's Endgame? I think. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's Civil War. It's Civil War when he's when he's trying to argue for the Sokovia Accords. He goes, you know, we did this, and then I did this, and then and this, and then he's like, my fault, yeah. and then you know, and then and, and mean, then and then you know. So yeah, there's. Ironmonger, there's Whiplash, there's uh, fucking Aldrich Killian. I mean, all three of those villains. Fucking Sam Rockwell. Um, what the hell? Uh, Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. I mean, all those villains are villains because of something Tony Stark did. Then you get to Ultron. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it would not at all surprise me if they fucking showed something where, like, the Hulk is the Hulk. Because it was some faulty Stark tech that like fucked up <laughs> right. the radiation. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, you even get you get Cap because of of uh, Stark tech. Howard. Yeah, I mean it's positive, but you still it's still Stark. I'm saying like the MCU is is been like if the Starks didn't exist, who's <laughs> to know if it would have been a safer fucking place? Even you know, I'll give you another one that's his fault, kind of to a lesser extent. But um, the, and these are kind of tied together. You get you get the twins, Scarlet twins? Witch and, and twins, and then you also get Zemo. You get Zemo, and you also fucking get um uh Andy Serkis's character from fucking Black Panther. No, I don't think that's a result of Tony. I think he was an arms dealer anyway, so I don't. I think he was an yeah. arms dealer, but he worked with Tony, and that I mean, I'm just saying. Tony said he didn't, but I mean, I guess it depends on what you want to believe, and I'm not going to argue that fact. I'm just saying based on you know based on what we know. Uh, you know he, what I mean? So he said, you know, Tony Stark used to say that to me. Like he said. Shit like that, like. Well, yeah, but Tony also is, said there's conventions. I never sold him anything. You know, you meet people. There's conventions. Right. So I mean, I don't know. But I think Tony has the ability to rub shoulder, rub everyone's shoulders the wrong fucking way, sure. like fucking Mysterio. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's true. You but, don't get Mysterio without Tony either. So that whole thing in in Far From Home doesn't happen if not for Tony. Exactly. Actually, you could I, even argue I, it more because he. I think Thanos. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say you could even argue it more because he gives he gives um Peter the the glasses. The name escape. Even the hero. Even the hero. Even dead. I'm um, Edith. He gives him Edith, which he then ultimately hands over to to Mysterio. I the guy's real name I'm blanking on right now, but yeah. I'm blanking too. I, yeah. I it's been a while since I've seen Far From Home. 
Um, Which is underrated, by the way. Not to get into the whole it, thing. It's an underrated it, film. It's it's fine. I think I think Gyllenhaal as as Mysterio is great, but the rest of the film, I'm like, okay, it's fine. I I still think it's absolutely fucking weird that you see Spider Man, the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, in fucking like Venice. Quentin it's just back. weird. Hmm? Quentin, Quentin back. back. That's yeah. No, I, I mean, I get that, but I also like that it's a little bit different. I mean, that's the thing with this this iteration of Spider-Man. They're doing things a little bit different. We don't get the Ben Parker. Uh, we don't get the whole, like, with great power comes great responsibility. Aunt May is, for lack of a better phrase, young and sexy, you know? I mean, she's not, like, 20, but she's certainly not, you know, the Aunt May that we're used to seeing, the old grandmotherly Aunt May, right. you know? Um, so much so that Tony constantly is, like, quasi-hitting on her. <laughs> and the fact that Spider-Man did not become a villain with the fact that Tony was trying to fuck his, like, aunt the whole time, you know, that would have fucked... I'm just saying, if they were to I... be like, okay, this is how we introduce Venom to Tom Holland Spider-Man, it just went evil, you know? No, because I think, I, think, I think Tom... I think, I think Tom... I, I think that Peter in that iteration is such a good kid that he doesn't... But I mean, like, because I, th- I immediately think of, like, when he, they're coming back from... It's the beginning of, of Homecoming, but they're coming back from Civil War... Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. And they're doing the video diary. Right. Um, and he's like, hey, May, what are you wearing? And then he just starts laughing at himself, you know. Which, which I don't know. I I still think he's uncomfortable with everybody trying to bang his mom. No, 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 no not 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 Peter. I'm talking about Tony. Tony's like, hey, May, what are you wearing? And then just starts laughing at it because he realizes how ridiculous it is that he said it. That and honestly, all jokes aside, because there there is and I, these are rumors. I've never been able to confirm them, but there's a lot of there's a lot of improv between um, RDJ and Tom Holland when they're on when it's just those two on screen. And I'm willing to bet that was one of those moments, and the director went, "Oh, we're keeping that," you know. I'm so. I'm sure. I mean, even their screen test, their screen yeah. test was was improvised to a degree. And the first when when Tom Holland is uh, like introduced in Civil War, Downey says, uh, "Move the light because I'm going to sit down." Right. That's that it. Was, yeah. That I know. Yeah. That's the only one I know for a fact was improvised. But I'm curious about a lot of the other ones, you know. So, um. So I've got, I've got a, I mean, we haven't even fucking talked about like Star Wars. Well, I, that's, that's what I was going to ask you about. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because when Kateri said supervillains, and again, thank you for the suggestion. This has been fun so far. Um, I didn't know if we had to limit ourselves to the comic book world, whether it be books or movies. I'm not going to get that specific, but, or if we were going to branch out to things like Vader or, you know... Uh, well, she phrased the question, movies, TV, and video games. Right, but she also said supervillains. And I, to me, when when you say the phrase supervillain, I immediately think comic books. And and comic books, these, these characters have been in video games and movies and TV. So, I mean, like, you know... I, I mean? think supervillain... Like, I was going through this, you know, my, my picks with Steph. And she said, well, what about Moriarty? And I'm like, Moriarty's not a supervillain. He's a villain, for sure. But I said, but if you can give me, if you can argue that Sherlock Holmes is a superhero, 
then yes, Moriarty is a super villain. Okay, the only two things, I, I have two things to say to that, and they're kind of both in Steph's defense, but hear me out mm-hmm. here, right? Um, first and foremost, what is, besides money, and even that's a questionable thing, what's the difference between Luther and Moriarty? Not much. Uh, and and you Mor- could argue that Moriarty's got as much money as Luther. I mean, you could make the argument that that's possible. So, uh, Lex Luther actually has gone. He one he has his mech suit, but he didn't have the mech suit until the last like honestly, I think twenty years. So the bulk of Luther's career, he's just been a smart, genius, evil fuck with a lot of money. Because because Superman is the epitome of a superhero. He's, you know, has superpowers. He's sure. indestructible, blah, 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 blah. And the fact that a bald, rich dude can take him down, to me, makes him a supervillain. Okay. But but that goes back to my argument of, like, Sherlock Holmes is a hero, but he's not a superhero. All right. Now, now I'm making the argument for the sake of having the conversation, not because I feel this way. This next thing I'm about to say. So just be clear on that, right? By that definition... Batman is not a superhero. He's Holmes in a suit with a bunch of gadgets. He's not a superhero. He has he doesn't because you said your definition of a superhero was super, you use Superman as the example, and you're not wrong. So by that definition, Batman is not a superhero. Thus, the Joker and his entire rogues gallery is excluded. No. I would say you could still include his rogues gallery as supervillains because they don't always just go toe to toe with Batman. Like they they still fuck around with like Green Lantern and and when and Superman. How often oh, outside of Justice League? It's not it's not often, but okay. It but I do mean, you see what I'm saying? Like Steph's... I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think Batman and even you can include Tony Stark in this because Tony Stark. So, yeah, is sure. Just, Mechanicalized sure. fucking yeah. Bats. I I I can't argue with you. You're a thousand percent right. Yeah. I I I think by the fact that they, the inclusion of them being comic book characters, makes them superheroes. Yes, Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark are. Well, now they're not every man. They're they're every man plus. They got all the wealth. You know, they can live comfortably for the rest of their fucking lives. They don't have to fight crime and fuck around with you know Joker and and Iron Monger and shit like that. Right. But what, what, I mean, Ben fucking uh, Parker says it with great power comes great responsibility. If Spider-Man didn't have like the, the, the actual strength, if he was just a normal dude who was buff and made his own web shooters, he was using his intelligence as opposed to his brawn and superpowers to become a superhero. He would still be a superhero because it's, the but responsibility. See, you, you're arguing against your own thing already. How's that any different than Holmes? I'm because Holmes doesn't do anything apart from have intellect. Holmes does. Holmes just. Holmes is the hero. But by that definition, but you see, by the example you just laid out about Spider-Man, he doesn't. If he didn't have the power, you said if he didn't have the strength, the, the spider powers, and was just using the web shooters, he'd be no different. I think it I think it depends on the circumstance. I think the fact that Peter Parker is a kid and he's taking on the responsibility of being a crime fighter adds to the way and, and helps his defense of being considered a superhero. I, I, I think you're making arguments just to not be <laughs> No, no, no. I, I acknowledge that out of all the DC characters and heroes, Batman is the one that is least, quote-unquote, 
superhero. Right, and then to the I, same degree, Tony. I mean, I can't argue with you there on Marvel, yeah, but um, I, I just wanted to see, like, Steph, to me, Steph has a point. You know what I mean? Like Steph has a point, but you know, I think... And that's again, the thing. Like, I guess it depends on... And it, not that I think she'd want to do it, but it'd be the reason why I'd want to have Kateri with us right now, because I'd want to know how she's defining supervillain, right? Because supervillain, she could have just been villains. Like, if we take this, if we take the word super off, just think about it for a second. If you take that word, that half of the word off, you immediately can include Moriarty, Vader for sure. Um,. You Vader know what can I mean? move shit with his mind. He's automatically Con- no, but no, but I'm saying like you you can include all the you can definitely include Moriarty. Right. You can you can include Khan from Star Trek, if you really yeah. wanted. You could include um I'm tra- I'm looking over my I mean honestly I know this is probably a much deeper bigger argument, but I mean like Don Corleone to a degree, yeah, or Michael. You know what I mean? I I thought of that too, but I'm Cause, like because well, they wh- are where well, are the heroes? Well, they're the protagonist. No, no, they're not the heroes. They're the protagonists. The, being a protagonist. No, doesn't I said, mean- where are the heroes in in the Godfather trilogy? If they are the protagonists as well as the villains, I, know, I, I mean, I, no, I, I get the point. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a valid point, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Then you're looking at you're like, okay, the the fucking cops and FBI that we never see. Those are the heroes. They're the yeah, ones trying I to take mean, down the Corleone family. And also, I mean, just jumping off for a minute, you could talk about uh, Lashif or Blofeld. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. these are, you know, if you take the word super out of the equation, it uh, it opens up a floodgate in a good way, yeah. but it opens up a floodgate, you know, so. I've I've always heard the term for Bond villains as Bond villains. I've never heard the term Bond supervillains. So I agree with that. Yeah. I'm also because none of them really have the... powers except the only the only Bond villain in my opinion, and this goes from some research I have done because I was curious when the film came out, um, is the only one, with, and I use the term powers very loosely, was the one that Batista portrays Inspector, um, but that character's existed before that film. He's been in previous Bonds, but well, I can't remember his name off the top a... of my head. I don't know if he's. I don't. I think there's been variations and influences and similarities to just a big, buff henchman. You know, there there was Jaws in the fucking Roger Moore Bond films. Right. There's that. Too. I mean, that's another good example too. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to get weird, odd job because apparently his he he was basically the Hawkeye of villains because he just like never missed, as far as I know. So, I don't know if he. I don't know if it was that he never missed. He was just that he threw a hat really hard, and it was like it was it was uh, lined with the, the brim of his hat. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was by sharpened. the way, by the way, Hawkeye, another one. Hawkeye, and maybe to a lesser extent, Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow. Not really super. I mean, they don't have powers. You no, know. they're they are they are trained. You know, to the to. The, to the extent of more than, I mean, but then you can also sort of make the argument for Captain America. Because Captain America is just enhanced strength and speed. He is an Olympian. At but he still peak. has power. He still has, he's basically, mm. he's almost impervious. Almost. Not definitely, but almost. 
Um, I think he's very good at blocking a bullet. If he didn't have a shield and a bullet hit him, he it w- wouldn't bounce off of him. Yeah, but very rarely do you, until he fought Thanos, did you see him get bloodied? Like, really bloodied. Uh, Tony Stark. Okay, yeah. I mean, but it takes that kind of, I mean, it takes that kind of level. It takes a Tony Stark level. It takes a Thanos level. Like, it's not, you right. know, you know, G.I. Joe walking up on him and punching him in the face is like... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, all, you know, so. Now G.I. Joe is just be like, well, I'm going to die now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, so I, I, look, I'm not against some of these other, I, I mean, but I mean, because like you could even get in the mall at this point now and, and, and Dooku and, you know, the Emperor. I mean, you got that whole crew of people going back to Star Wars, you know, so I don't know. I don't know how far we want to take this. We got we got some time in my eyes, but I don't I don't know where you want to go with it. I mean, I still have a couple on my list. I mean, Star Wars is just, we were talking about interesting villains. And if you're going to, if it, I mean, Darth Vader is a villain, but he's also interesting because we know his backstory. We know his motive. He went from being a whiny little fucking love struck fucking, you know, sand hating motherfucker to a tragic villain who became Hitler. He became Hitler in, in space. See, he was the big bad of I, space. I would, in my, I mean, I get where you're going. My argument is the empire, the emperor's more Hitler than Vader. I, I'm, yeah, but the emperor was never out of the shadows. We always saw Vader, and and to the the people on Tatooine or Endor, you knew that the emperor was controlling everything. But, but Vader was like, one you were afraid of. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so and I, and, and be, I mean, I but even then, more afraid of him. No, that's a, yeah, and even then you'd have. I mean, within that you get, they not all the because one thing I've learned from Mando, the Mandalorian show, and and this is just my my lack of Star War not Star Wars knowledge is, Moff seems to be a rank. Yeah. Like no, I no when when the only one I knew was Moff Tarkin, I thought that was like a name. Like I thought that was you know what I mean. And then now that we have Moff Gideon, you know. But th- but that's the thing that you're not remembering is his name was Grand Moff Tarkin. So it it is a rank. But then I, I don't even no think I well to be Moff to to, to be to be fair, I thought the Grand part was the the rank. Like you know what I'm saying? Like oh, oh okay. I mean, they they also did. Uh, they had Grand Admiral Thrawn, which they you know they, they hinted at in in in. I uh, remember Admiral. I don't remember having the Grand. I'm not saying it's not there. I don't remember it, or I didn't hear it. But anyway, the the point being, right, is it because of that you have all these other characters? I mean, Tarkin. I'm sure there's a hundred moths in the army in the Imperial Army, but Tarkin's mm-hmm. one of those ones. You're like, damn. You know what I mean? Like that guy. Look, he was powerful enough that they not. I don't. I don't think they just brought him back from Rogue One just because it was a timeline thing. I think they brought him back from Rogue One because he's a compelling villainous character. I think. I think it's a mixture of everything. I think it was a nice throwback, and I think they were like, "Oh, let's show the fans we brought back Peter Cushing and sure. blah blah blah." Sure. And I think it was also who else because. You want to save your Vader scenes for like those money shots. You know what I'm saying? But it could have like, been another admiral. Put... It could have been some person we never heard of before. It didn't have to be yeah, Tarkin. But... You know what I mean? That's true. But like, 
I think I think the fans would have flipped the fuck out if they didn't include Target. Oh, look, I, I don't have any objection that they did. Right. I'm just making the argument that it could have been something else and probably still worked. Would people have maybe been upset about it? Sure, but the film itself would have, structurally speaking, the film would have been no different. You know, well, it had let's more. Let's be work. honest. The Star Wars fans would have fucking bitched about anything and everything. And, and then the other half would have bitched about the other fucking portion of the argument, too. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, all of, you're all you're right on all those points. You know what I mean? You know, so if I would have to label Darth Vader, I would call him a tragic supervillain who did get redemption. But I would just call the Emperor a straight up supervillain. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I would even go like Darth Maul is kind of he's definitely a supervillain. Yes. But his motive changes radically throughout the films and the TV series. Well, getting cut in half, I'll do that to you. Um, no, he was already an angry fuck before that. And then it was it was all about having revenge on the emperor. Right. Well, I want to start his own club. You know who I want to know more about? And I'm probably the only person on the planet that wants to know more about him. But he, whenever you see the Emperor in, and this is going to the prequels, whenever you see him standing in the middle of the Senate in that, in his pod, whatever you want to call his stand, station thing that he's in, and there's a guy to his right that has two horns and then like the Ahsoka Katana type uh, thing coming down on the sides, the stripes. I don't think he's the same uh, species. Maybe he is, but I want to know more about that fucker because he, he was right on board all the way through and he wasn't appointed by Palpatine. He was standing up there on the original, the original chancellor too, before that guy got voted out. I have always likened those, those, you know, uh, those other helpers that are not Sith as just corrupt politicians. Oh no, I'm sure. But I want to, that guy, for whatever reason, that guy compels me. Like, I just want to know or interest me. I want to know more about that guy. You know, it, it could just as be just as simple as the emperor is mind tricking all these fucks. You know, if he is one of the most powerful Siths, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't either. It's bribery or coercion or fear or or mind manipulation. Yeah. I You know, but well, and, um, and getting back to henchmen, I mean, you still henchmen's not the right word for this guy, but you got Grievous, you know, General Grievous. um, yeah, I would like him as a as a supervillain. I mean, he he's a low level supervillain, he, but he's a supervillain. No, I I would argue the Grievous is Vader 1.0. Okay. He's got his own from what you from what you do see, he's got his own heart, his own brain. Lungs the rest too. Of, what's that? And his lungs. Yeah, heart, lungs, eyes, and brain are his. The rest of him is is robotic. He mm-hmm. uses lightsabers and apparently has control with the Force. Maybe not to the level of Vader, and I'm not saying he does, but... Doesn't have control of the Force. No? Okay, I thought he did. No. But that aside, even if he doesn't, it's still it's still Vader 1.0. Like, it, it's it's, you know... It's almost like Vader's the Mark II Grievous, if you really want to get serious he about it. He even has know? raspy fucking breathing, so I'm with you. On yeah. That. I'm not saying it makes him a bad character. I actually think it, it elevates him from just a henchman to uh, another level. You yeah, know, that's, He's low level. He's, he's a low level tier villain. I'd, I mean, I'd call him like third tier. Emperor's one, Vader, Dooku, they're level two. Okay. 
you know, Vader, Dooku, Maul, they're all level two, and then Grievous would be like three. And then you get into your henchmen and your moths and right. just all that type of stuff. Um, so I, I've got an interesting one. Okay. That, because we haven't really talked too much TV apart from like Superman and Batman animated series and, sure. and shit. Sure. So you, you've never seen it, but the show Buffy has every season has a big bad. And like the first one is, you know, is just an old vampire. I mean, he, you know, he's, and then they get really like weird and abstract with like, okay, the, the, the series antagonist is, is known as the first. And it's okay. like, it's the first evil. Like it's older than time. And, and like, it's kind of like, how the fuck does Buffy take down evil? Like the pure incarnation of evil. Okay. Not like Thanos or fucking Loki. Right. 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 Know? But in the midst of all that, and look, there, there's not, there are some compelling Buffy villains and there's some not so like, there's a character named Adam who is basically a Frankenstein monster. Like he's, you know, stitched together and molded together and, and made, um, you know, in a fucking secret lab and blah, 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 blah. But there is this character known as the mayor. And that's really just always known as, and the mayor is sort of the antithesis of your traditional villain. He's, he's germaphobic. He is overly polite. He's Christian. He's Christian esque and he's Republican esque, but he like, he doesn't swear. And he's like, it's kind of like if you took Don Knotts and like made him a bad guy, it's just like, like he, he's the type of guy you'd be like, Oh, gee, Willikers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And he decides to fucking take over the fucking world and take over Sunnyvale and blah, 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 blah. And, and he finds a way of becoming immortal and, and he does it like, you know, and it, it is like a corrupt politician with superpowers. But he, the fact that he is overly like friendly and charming and nice. And, and then once he, like he'll threaten you. Like he's like, oh well, I'm so glad that you know you're gonna work on my level because if you didn't, I'd reach down and rip your fucking heart out without saying fucking <laughs> right, and, right. And then after he threatens, I'll be like, hey, make sure you eat that cookie. They're nice and warm and toasty. Like it's really like off-putting. And I've got to give it's it's one of the perfect ways that it's one of the perfect ways where Joss Whedon can hone his villainous way of writing a character. Because okay. Joss Whedon created Buffy yeah, no, and all I, that I, shit. I, so. yeah, yeah, I follow. I'm just like Joss, Joss Whedon did a good job with Loki, but now imagine him. Now imagine Loki is like a fucking middle aged Republican in in civil, you know, in, in right. like a fucking mayor's right. office. Listen, I I, I don't want to seem disinterested. I don't have a lot I can say because I don't. I've never watched Buffy, so right. I you know, I can't can't get into. You, we were talking TV shows though, and it occurred to me there is one kind of. I mean, the, you mentioning TV show made me think about it, but it also applies to the world we've already been in. And while not as compelling as, say, Batman and stuff, is um, Flash. Okay, yeah. You I would, reverse Flash? I would say Flash versus any of the other... I hate to call them second-tier DC, but I don't think of a better one, because Flash is technically a, an original Justice League member. He's not the Trinity, but he is first, right. you know... But he's not Superman. He's not Batman. And, and you know, I, I would put maybe 1A, not Tier 2, but like 1A. 
Yeah. You know, he's, because, he's, he's, he's on the board, but he's not like the head. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because and, and, same with Green Lantern. I think Green, Green Lantern's a very compelling character, but he's not Superman. You know, he's not Batman. Anyway. They're, but, they're not the Trinity. Right. So, but when, you, when you're talking Flash, man, especially, especially in the TV, in the Arrowverse, in the Berlanti creations, the way they do King Shark, the way they do Reverse Flash... You know, the way they've done a lot of these different villains has been really compelling. Like, the, the, you don't always find yourself rooting for these villains or anything, but, like, you're not like, oh, God, it's this guy again. You know what I mean? Like, I, in terms of, like, Flash villains, uh, Reverse Flash is definitely one of the more interesting ones, but I don't like his name. I think Reverse Flash is one of the lamest fucking supervillain names ever. They don't refer to him, at least on the show, very often as Reverse Flash. They refer to him as Thon because he's no his name is Eobard Thon, so they'll they'll call him Thon. Um, for a while, they were calling him Wells because he actually had taken on the 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 uh, visual likeness of Harrison Wells. Um, yep. Even sometimes they call him Doctor Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I just I, just Reverse Flash is kind of like. If you had like like calling Venom reverse reverse Spider Man. No, you know I get saying? it, I, and you're not wrong. I mean, I. I, I mean, couldn't we, they just we have said Anti Flash. Yeah, that probably would have been better. I mean, we we have said a few times there is another version of Flash that has a similar name. I can't think of what it is right now, but he's he's got a white suit with like a black bolt, like a black lightning bolt. Um, that might be what they call him. I gotta think again. I'll see if I can look it on uh the thing, but um. Uh, I forget what I was saying now. I I agree that Re- Reverse Flash is compelling. I mean, because his whole motive is like, I'm trying to, like, something happened to me. And in order for you, the weirdness is that he wants Flash to be a better hero. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's weird. And you could argue that a lot of, like, even Batman's villains are all trying to get him to be the best superhero that he could possibly be, especially the Joker. I know we keep going back to the Joker, but, like, well, the he, Joker... Well, he really is the epitome of supervillain. I mean, let's be real about that. Right. We said Darkseid and Thanos were the the the, oh, the godfathers of the respective universes, but that's just yeah. because of their power and size, like, physical size and power. Right. Like, like, Joker's... Yeah. Let's... Yeah. yeah. I mean... Joker is not interested in actually having a billion dollars. You know what I mean? No, no. He's all about robbing a bank so that Batman can try and fuck with his plans so that he could fuck with Batman. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. It's, it, if he caught Batman, he would not kill Batman. He doesn't want to know who Batman is. He doesn't want to know anything. He wants the pursuit of, of global domination. He doesn't want to actually achieve global domination because what the fuck would happen if the Joker, if Joker killed Batman, he had a billion dollars and he was the fucking world leader. Joker would fucking kill himself. He would fucking be so goddamn bored. He would have no reason for living And that therein lies. The question is the, what, what comes first, the fucking hero or the villain? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, you, you yeah. There's no real answer to it apart from that you can't have one without the other. Um, I think even Cap talks about that in one of the movies. He's like, they're here because we are, or something to that. And he doesn't say it exactly like that, but, you know. 
Vision said it even better. He said, I think I, I'm saying there's a causality. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you're right. He does bring it up too. That's Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I still hold Civil War in high regards because it follows so much of that shit. Like Civil War is 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 definitely an Avengers movie without being an Avengers film. Because yes. it's, it's just really fucking good. Um there's another couple big hit head hitters, heavy hitters, excuse me. Uh there's you got like Lord of Voldemort and you got like Davy Jones from Pirates. We said this on the Pirates episode. Davy Jones is Darth Vader in squid form. Yes, we did say that. I remember saying that. Mm-hmm. Like he's more fish than man. <laughs> um, I mean, they both have eerily the same backstories. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were given responsibility. They, they fell in love. Love didn't work out. And now they're just tragic, heartbroken villains. And they'll fuck anybody up who, uh, you know, and who comes near them and blah, blah, blah. And they're corrupted. Um, Lord Voldemort, same thing. All, all three of these guys, Darth Vader, Lord Voldemort, and, and Davy Jones. Lord Voldemort came from uh, lack of love. That's the one thing that, that's his big foil. It's not Harry Potter or Dumbledore. It's that he doesn't understand and is actually repulsed by the concept of love. Right, right. His mother was a witch and was actually like the pure, like one of the last descendants of Slytherin. But like through inbreeding to try and keep the blood pure, you know, like she, she didn't, she and her family did not look well. Um, And she was just this, like, imagine Shelley Duvall from, like, The Shining or something. Just, like, this kind of waif, battered woman, you know, and, and looks scared. And then she she sees the, the muggle, the fucking non-wizarding fuck, the rich family in their, in their uh, village. She falls for him, and she uh, coerces him into being in love with her through a love potion. And then in, in that... Uh, conceives Tom Riddle Jr., Lord Voldemort. Right. So right. he is essentially the product, not of a natural love. He's a product of coercion and rape and, and uh, manipulation. So he doesn't understand it, and that fucks with him. And then they, like, they try to expand it by, like, I, I mean, I guess the Curse of Child and spoilers for something that's fucking 10 years old at this point, but, like, he has a he has a child with uh, Bellatrix Lestrange, you know Helena Bonham Carter's character, and it's okay. like in secret, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. It would only make sense if he raped her. You see what I'm saying? Right. But like Bellatrix loves Voldemort, so I don't know if it was like that. The whole fucking curse of child thing, I, I I ignore. But the fact that you have this character like Voldemort who is all about pure power and and this fucked up ideology of pureness of pure bloodedness pure wizardry and he and he it completely does not acknowledge the fact that he's a half blood that he's half muggle it's it's this weird thing it would be like the equivalent of like finding out hitler was jewish right see what i'm saying yeah no absolutely zoom yeah i, yeah, I see so, what you're saying that so that's zoom and then there's reverse flash so right yeah, I'm listening to what you're saying, by the way. But we were talking about. It, I wanted to show you what I was talking about. So, well, so you get those tragic villains, and then you get like fuckers, like, like I would argue Freddy 
Krueger, Jason Voorhees are supervillains. I wouldn't go Leatherface because Leatherface is just a fucking hillbilly with, you know, a but to your, po- to your point of to your definition from earlier, who's the hero? Who's the hero they're fighting against? Because you said that they had to have a hero. Well, there, there's always a foil in each one of their films. There, you know, for Freddy Krueger, there's Nancy Thompson, and then for Jason, there's there's a couple fucking characters that they are constantly like. There's always the new one, but there's always also the reoccurring one. Like for Michael Myers, the the obvious foil is Jamie Lee Curtis, is Laurie Strode. I didn't include Michael Myers. I mean, he's definitely a villain. He's a Moriarty villain, but. He's almost he's almost supervillain because he doesn't fucking die, whereas Freddy Krueger is a fucking dream demon, and Jason right. is a re- is is just a buff zombie. I mean, right? Chucky is ironically enough more of a supervillain than like Leatherface because Chucky is has the supernatural aspect to it. He's 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 a he's a serial killer with his doll uh, who put his soul in a doll. So he he's got the supernatural, and that's where the supervillain part comes in. Whereas, like someone like, uh, I mean, Pinhead from Hellraiser is a supervillain. So I mean, every slasher horror film, like you don't really want to consider like Freddy Krueger a supervillain, but he's definitely a supervillain. If if he wasn't in Nightmare on Elm Street, you could easily see him being a Marvel fucking villain or a DC villain. Well, and and a little bit of spoilers, but the the um. From what I know so far, the main main antagonist in the new Resident Evil coming out in May for the PlayStation Five and and Four now originally it was only going to be on one, but now it's going to be on both. Is a ten foot tall vampire woman with Freddy Krueger type claws, but they're more like um, Lady um, Deathstrike from because she can grow uh-huh. them like. There, she looked normal, and then she like, and then stabs you, and that's where the demo ends. So I don't know what that's going right. to mean, but yeah. So it 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 means like the biggest foil for that character is a fucking manicure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, well, all right. I, I, I'm I'm pretty much done through my list. I mean, I added the character syndrome from The Incredibles because that's yeah. Yeah, that is the opposite of like if Batman was a villain. I mean, you have Mister Incredible. The all the Incredibles have superpowers, and then you have an everyman who builds his own superpowers. Is he a villain for sure? Is he a supervillain? I would argue as such. Sure. Which is why going back to that Batman thing, I'm 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 still like on the fence of how I feel of like Batman as a superhero. I think if you put enough dedication. And and build your way up to being able to take down a supervillain, then you can automatically become a superhero. Right, but I was going off your definition. Like you know that I think he is, but I'm telling you that off the definition you were making about having powers, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still on the fence about it. I, I don't know how I feel. Like I think both arguments work. I think Sure. Someone like Batman who if Batman can fucking take down Superman, who is the epitome of a superhero, then, yeah, he's probably considered a superhero. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, it, it just depends on your perspective. And I remember what you were saying. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, again, Moriarty is definitely a top tier villain. 
but he's just as much of a top tier villain as like a Bond villain. But there's, I don't, I don't see any of them being super villains. Blowfield okay. will probably come the closest. Okay, so here, here's an interesting, here's an interesting one because there's two, there's two iterations of this character, and based on the definitions we've been using, one would be and one wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Venom, or not Venom? Excuse me, take that back. Bane. Mm. Okay, so because... you're, you're going the the original comics one and then the Tom Hardy one. Correct. Okay. Uh yes, the comics one with the fucking injections of of the, the venom, venom serum. That's that's where you fucked up. Was the venom? Uh, yeah. Name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he he is more of a supervillain, but he's also a low level supervillain. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, I mean he's not Joker or Penguin, but still he's not Joker. He, but he's, he's but, second in command. But you'd argue, you can argue, he's got more powers than Penguin does, or even jo- I mean, really, he's got more yeah. powers than I think all of Batman's Rose Gallery except Ivy, Clayface, and Clayface, Clayface. Uh, yep, yeah, no, I'll give you that. Ivy, um, Ivy, Mr. Freeze to a to a lesser degree. It's technology. It's not it's a technology. power. Okay. Um, Riddler. You know, I just like to say the Riddler is like the worst villain in the sense that like he makes he could totally get away with half the shit he does if he just didn't fucking tell Batman and send him fucking clues. Well, that's the thing with the Riddler. See, that's the thing that makes him so compelling to me is that like he's equally as intelligent if not more so than Bruce possibly, right? His intelligence level is incredibly high. It's his compulsion to prove not... r- prove Batman wrong. Correct. You, you know, yeah, that's... but he loses 100% of the time. That's but I don't. I don't think. I don't think how good of a supervillain you are, at least in my perspective, should be based on your success rate as much as just your. But that goes with the argument about how the Joker knows he's insane and he's free to do what he wants, whereas the Riddler is insane but doesn't understand. So, what's the definition of insanity? You're doing, doing the same, the same th- shit yeah. numerous times, expecting different results. Yeah. No. Of course. Look, That's you know, the you, to you talk you talk about the Joker about how or about Batman how he could kill the Joker, and he doesn't because he struggles. Yeah, you know, one of the things, and I know we keep going back to Heath Ledger, but one of the things that I think Chris Nolan got really right about that character more than anything else in The Dark Knight is, um, the the you know. When when he says why do you, when they're doing the scene in the in the jail cell another uh, jail cell but the interrogation I guess it is a jail cell too but the interrogation room when he's like interrogation room yeah yeah where he's like why do you want to kill me and he goes I don't want he starts laughing maniacally he's like I don't want to kill you what would I do without you you know what I mean like and and I feel like the Joker's character granted I mean we're talking about you know fictional characters but I feel like the the Joker feels that way like what would he really do without batman like i think i think mm-hmm. i think the joker listen i mean we'll never see it because they would never do this because it would be weird but like i think the joker would become suicidal oh for sure he if, would he would definitely kill himself yeah because what would he do what you know like well I, I'm, I'm. Do you have any others that you want to list? No, I. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't come in with this a list. I just figured we would just free flow it. So I didn't come in with a list of of people per se. 
Well, I started this episode as the Joker. I want to end as the Joker, and I want to end with that fucking monologue I love since we're finishing it up. So, <clears throat> never is so treacherous. One moment you're lost in a carnival of delights with poignant childhood aromas, the flashing neon of puberty, all that sentimental candy floss. The next, it leads you somewhere you don't want to go, somewhere dark and cold, filled with the damp, ambiguous shapes of things you'd hoped were forgotten. Memories can be vile, repulsive little brutes, like children, I suppose. <laughs> but can we live without them? Memories are what our reason is based upon. If we cannot face them, we deny reason itself. Although why not? We aren't contractually tied down to rationality. There is no sanity clause. So when you find yourself locked onto an unpleasant train of thought, heading for the places in your past where the screaming is unbearable, remember, there's always madness. Madness is the emergency exit. You can just step outside and close the door on all those dreadful things that happen. You can lock them away forever. <laughs> CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right, Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash Potaskew. That's www.getvocal.com slash Potaskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Your man, your plan. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. Damn it. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. 
If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama.